0: Hey folks, SH1T coming to you live, having a conversation with Ben Nowak. We talk, we, he fills in the gaps on the old New Orleans story. Um, we, t- we, sp- we talk sports for a little bit, and then uh, we get into a serious conversation about mental health and issues at the very end. Greatly appreciative of Ben coming on the podcast and having the courage to talk about stuff like that, and uh, I really enjoyed it. So thank you, Ben, and enjoy the podcast. Hey, what's up, buddy? Uh, thanks for doing this. I do appreciate it. And uh, you are going to be episode 28, I think. Uh, so it should be good. How you doing, brother?
1: Uh, you know, I'm doing pretty good right now, man. It's been a tough stretch for me, but I'm doing good now.
0: Where you at these days?
1: I'm back home. Back in, uh, back hometown. Uh, Pittsburgh, PA. Uh, repping the black and gold, the 412.
0: <laughs> oh, woo woot So that's good shit. Now, you, uh... Yeah you sir are uh, a maniac. <laughs> I have no other way to put it. you just uh i i am fascinated by you uh i am a, a lifelong friend of yours i figure because of uh, basically uh New orleans is the st- like the story that continues to go to my mind with you and the yeah, coastie yeah when we went down uh when I first met you, it was in uh a school or so- yeah a school yeah. for s for c yeah, t cool yep we yeah. were we were second classes together and then we just kind of did. Did our thing there, figuring each other out. What was your prior rate to becoming a CT, yeoman, right?
1: Uh, yeah, I was a yeoman, man. I was administration. and uh, made YN two, and then uh, did the cross rate with you. And you know, we were both there together. I wasn't forced like you were, but uh, I, I volunteered to be cross rated to a CTR. Yep.
0: Yeah. Uh, it yeah. So yeah, I've got cross assigned to that. Went to A school, and then our nice little uh, nice little trip to New Orleans. So I've, I've spoke about, I've spoke about Norlas on the podcast before, but I want a different perspective on what the fuck happened that night, because it is still one of the craziest nights, uh, that has occurred. And it's the only time I've ever been to that city. But, uh, from what I recall, it was me, you, and I forget the Coasties name that went down Lance with us. Bronick. Bras-
1: Lance Bronick. Lance, Lance Bronick.
0: Lance Bronick. All right. So Lance Bronick, Ben Nowak, that and
1: was a, that was a character, man. That dude was a character. Yeah, he was... Few... Well... You no, know, like he just always wore a black T-shirt, man, and listened to this crazy, ridiculous, heavy metal. It was like the only thing. Oh, man. We used to ride into... When to... I mean, we were staying at the... Uh... When he was staying at the hotel with me, remember um, when I was down there? Well, I was after you left because we were staying on base whenever you were there, and we were getting jack squat for uh, for money remember that like everybody else was making was rolling in dough and me and you were staying on base getting like five dollars in per diem yeah these dudes are getting a hundred dollars a day and we're like what the you know remember
0: that yep i remember it would me and you would go play golf like pretty much every weekend uh down in picola weekend. yeah we'd go and uh just play 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 I was terrible you were, you're you think you're about 20 30 strokes better than me uh, when I came to <laughs> yeah. golf.
1: In the beginning, he started getting a little bit better.
0: Nah, yeah, I mean.
1: Uh, and then, then we would rush out. Sorry, I cut you off. No, no, you're good. Yeah, no. Then we would rush out, and uh, you know, you, you, um, you were ab- abided my my obsession with uh, watching the Steelers because we would after we were done golfing, and <laughs> if we woke up early enough, uh, because you know we were both getting it in most Saturday nights anyway. Yep. And uh, and and, uh, we would go to the uh, we would get we would rush to I can't remember the name of that restaurant but it was basically a a Buffalo Wild Wings type of place and then watch the watch the Steelers. We couldn't couldn't quite ever find the Texans on for some reason. I don't know why. It's because they why suck, they?
0: man. Nobody cares about the Texans. They're a regional team. Nobody gives a shit. Like they're they're terrible. But I would. Yeah. Uh, you're one of the, you're definitely one of those. Uh, when I'd watch you or we'd sit and watch the games or whatever, I'm like a quiet reserve, just kind of sitting back watching the plays or whatever. And you get up and you just start, woo! <laughs> like you nah, just start. <laughs> dude, I know, man. It's crazy. It's like I'll be by myself watching
1: the game, and I just uh. You know, I'm just yelling at the screen like they can hear. I know they can't hear me or anything like that, but I just get so wrapped up in it. I just, uh, I don't know if it's passion or stupidity. You know, it's, it's one of the two. Uh, I get up and, you know, I, I cheer for them. I, I swing the towel. I've gotten, you know what, I've gotten a little bit better. <laughs> I'm still, I like the Penguin game last night where they were playing the, the Flyers in the stadium series. And I was pissed off at that game. And I was I was screaming and dropping expeditives left and right. But, right. You know, I, I just, I would love to, you know, I just, I, man, I don't know what it is, man. I just, the, I just love it. And I keep my mouth shut.
0: Yeah, the Pens have, the Pens have done what? Two of the last titles, three of the last titles in the last couple of years.
1: Two out of the last three. Yeah, they didn't win it last year, but they won back to back, in the two seasons before that. Yeah, and I, it was, it was, it was awesome. A lot better than the first time I watched them. Well, I was a kid when the, the first two in ninety and uh ninety one ninety two and uh ninety ninety one so you know I remember it, but i don't, i mean you know come on, yeah, I was twelve eleven and twelve whatever, I just gave away my age oh well <laughs> and, uh, and uh, uh yeah, no, I was twelve and um and and then so the the other one the one in oh eight um the first one we won in a long time i watched that i w- we were in Hawaii. And so we were on, um, we were on, like, we would get off at, like, I can't remember if it was 1,300 or 1,400 because we were on lax hours. And I've been out now a long time, so not a long time. But I forget what, what it's called. We just relaxed hours. So we would get off, and they, you know, it's Hawaii, so the games would start at two. So I got to watch the first six in Hawaii dragging people, kicking and screaming at times. You know, because no one wants to watch hockey yeah. with me. And, uh, you know, but game seven, we we pulled out. I was pissed. I'm like, oh, man, they're not going to, you know, I'm going to have to watch this from, like, I don't even know if we're going to get it, you know, whatever. Because we we're heading up to Alaska to do some ship um, stuff with the, uh, the, the, um, Air Force, yep. and that's where I got to see uh, the Raptor, the F-22s in action, and those things are bad to the bone, but anyway, then I watched it from the inside of an aircraft carrier, so they, you know, the Seals won the Super Bowl that year, and for the Super Bowl, there was like three screens, seats, hot dogs, burgers, <laughs> Cokes, you know, a whole, whole nine yards, man, and like, everyone respected the hangar Bay at the time, and then, but for the Stanley Cup, they left one of the hangar bay doors open. The damn uh, sun was shining on the screen. It was like hard to see the screen. There was like seven of us <laughs> watching the game. It was it wasn't a great place. To, I mean, the Super Bowl it sucks being on the ship because you just go back to work after that. You know, it was on a deployment. It was oh we won the Super Bowl. Oh, I gotta go back to work now. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was a, it was a little bit worse with the 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 game seven be, with the Stanley Cup because like. But then at least people cared on the ship about the Super Bowl. No one gave a crap about the penguin woman. Yes. Yeah, so, but then to, cir- to circle back, sorry. No, that, keep going.
0: No, no, no. Keep going. You know,
1: to circle back, you know, just a little bit more about this, <laughs> Lance. Um, I've never, you, you'll remember this, and you may have forgotten. I've never seen a guy line up, like, parallel to the, you know, a completely... Aimed away from the fairway, not even close. Aiming at like so, if the let's say the fairway <laughs> is uh, ninety degrees, this dude is lining up, at, you know, at one three sixty, like zero. You know? Like he's lining up. Uh, all right. Anyway, he's facing away. <laughs> I just made <named> myself sound <laughs> kind of stupid. He's facing completely, uh, like to the to the to the right, and he would take this swing. And he wasn't even looking at the fairway. He had the worst uh slice I have ever seen in my life, but played it brilliantly. And would just he would whack it, you would think he was gonna go like into the road or something, like into the tree, and that sucker would just bend. And like <laughs> it was the craziest I've never seen anything like that. It was it was like a you know, it was like a hook. Like it not like a hook hook, but like a like you know, that's what it looked like. It just went out in this in this arc that came back, and I, I've never seen anything like it, man. It was the fun to me. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen on a golf course. I've
0: have uh, se- seen some weird shit on a golf course, man. But I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm terrible never, at that game.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. We we <laughs> I did get to laugh at like you quite a bit, uh, especially putting balls in the drink because man, that course had a lot of water on it.
0: Yep. So.
1: Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, and I saw my uncle, uh, hit a bird and just destroy it. You know, one time while, while driving, I'm uh, not driving, but off the tee. but so to, and circle back even further to your, uh, like original, <laughs> uh, uh, new Orleans guess we, got I got us off track, but, uh, yeah, no. So Lance, Lance was just the crazy guy and, and uh, for the and you. And we had just finished uh, A school, and uh, so we were like, we're all we're all, all pretty good friends, you know, especially especially in class. And uh, you know, we're like, let's this ragtag group is going to drive to New Orleans, and we're going to celebrate because you were going to Texas, he was going to Texas because you guys continued to drive because you didn't have a car there yet, you were just getting ready to go to Hawaii, yep. and we had talked about it, and you were. It kind of held off on getting the car because getting it over there and everything like that. If you remember that, nope. And, uh, yeah, all right, well, so if you two drove (laughs) anyway. So you two drove, (laughs) you two were going to continue on, and I was going to drive back to Pensacola. So we get in there, we get this hotel room. Um,
0: it was a nice hotel room, I thought. It was a nice hotel room, I thought.
1: No, it was was real nice. It was like, you know, I mean, it wasn't swanky, but I mean, it was nice. And it was a nice hotel room. I kind of remember it having like an uneven, like kind of lofty feel to it, like a ceiling. It only had two beds, so I don't really know what we were planning on doing about that. I think the notion was to get it caught because... I don't think there was any way any of us were sleeping with each other.
0: True. So we're I think put one of us was going to sleep on the floor, one of us was going to yeah. do whatever. But I remember walking into that hotel room and I looked out the window and I saw a casino and that imprinted a mind or a thought process in my head the entire night. I was like, I'm going to that casino. Yeah, well.
1: <laughs> yeah no, well, I mean, the, the casino is like, um, I don't know, it's, it's meant to do that. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I mean, it it is colorful. It is bright lights, you know, and it's, you know, it. How about this? If to describe it, stands out even in New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I, you, I think you even mentioned it when I mean we were in there, we were kind of getting ready and stuff like that, and uh, yeah, yeah. So there's a casino here. I'm like, yeah, man, there's a casino right down at the end. You know, because I, I had been there before, so I kind of told you a little bit about the casino. And you were like, oh man. But, um, like, neither Lance nor I wanted to go to the casino. So you were like, and you weren't, you weren't like, oh, I want to go right now or anything like that. It was more like, oh, I want to go. And they we're like, eh, we don't really gamble, <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, your, life, your eyes were kind of like, kid on Christmas type deal. And you were like, oh, yeah, well, I do. I kind of like it. <laughs> and so, yeah. So uh, yeah, then we went out and it was um, I don't want to say it was uneventful. So I, whew, I somehow I started somehow I started drinking a lot, which <laughs> not a surprise for me uh, or wasn't uh, because I remember I left you two in the strip club and had to come back out. So I remember we went to this.
0: The worst strip club ever.
1: Oh, well, <laughs> secondary only to the one in Meridian, Mississippi, that we referred to as uh, stab wounds and cellulite. It was in a double wide in Meridian, Mississippi. You want to picture that one. But this place sucked. I mean, it was the worst other than that one. And, yeah, man, like we were sitting in there, and the, first of all, the girls weren't good looking. There was nobody like besides us. It wasn't a lot. It wasn't like there was a big crowd. I remember there was a bowl game in town, which we will figure into this later if you remember. And uh, yeah, the the bowl game, and uh, nothing was on TV really, and we were just kind of sitting there, and we're like, this is lame. We're in New Orleans, like this stuff. Uh, and uh, I don't know why. I don't know why I was drinking so before you guys. Something happened. That I was that I was drinking. Maybe we were drinking at the hotel room before we went out and we were pre-gaming. Because I remember getting sick. I was I was not feeling good at all. Um, and I was like, dude, I'm going home to get in. I'm going back to the room. I'm gonna take a nap and I'll be back. And yep. you were like, bullshit. I'm like, no, dude. I'm telling you. Sorry about. Uh, I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, I'll be back. And you told me later, you were like. Dude, I cannot believe you're here. Like there is no, there is no way I thought you were coming back. And I'm like I told you I was coming back, and uh, I don't know what you two did for a little bit because I, I literally I went back to the hotel. I probably had, i I think, I mean, I may, have, I, I may have drank more and fell asleep, or I just, just completely destroyed the toilet with vomit. I, I don't know. It's, it's, a- <laughs> it's one of the two and uh and then i i slept for about an hour i got back up and we actually started partying man like we were we were having a good old time we were up on the uh you know we were up on there were three single dudes oh i wasn't single i shouldn't say that i wasn't single. <laughs> two single dudes and a married guy uh so i was just i was just looking to you know Uh, uh, to to be honest with you I was just looking to see boobs you know and it's New Orleans and I thought it was a good shake at you know not seeing strip club boobs I mean I've been married for a long and I mean not a tremendously long time but what was this 2012-ish yeah so uh, six years
0: from New Orleans uh, you talking about New Orleans yeah New Orleans was 2011 I think had to have been 2011 Uh,
1: yeah, it was twenty eleven. because yep. I, I got the the WASP in uh twelve and uh yeah. So that checks out. So yeah, two thousand eleven. Yeah, that's when I cross Yeah, because I did six years as a yeoman and six years as a CT mm-hmm. bar. Um anyway, yeah, so it was it was eleven and oh god, what was the name of the team? It was some team from Louisiana some like not not lsu or anything like that some yeah LaTeX or something
0: yeah LaTeX or something like that
1: yeah something like that and it was early in it was like it was early in the for the bowl season yeah what was it i don't know i don't know but there was it was a bowl game and so this whole crowd was in town so the place started getting lively after the game and we were up on the you know up on the uh, the banisters, throwing, throwing, trying to throw beads down, <laughs> and all of us are, you know, saying various things. But me and you are up there, and uh, I know I was saying, "Let's make some bad decisions" or, or something like. Any, any girl I saw that had, you know, that would look up at us, I make some bad decisions, and I <laughs> try to throw beads down, and you know, we got, we got a, a fair share of, um, of responses. Let's put it that way. Girls um, were were treating us nice, and then we went into this store to get more beads, and you bought a football. No, a football. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and you just picked up this football, and you were playing with it for a second, just by, and then you just decided to throw it at some girl, or you were throwing it across the street and ended up hitting some girl i can't remember i,
0: know, I just remember you, you remember what i'm talking about yeah i remembered because I, uh i don't know what it was but uh so uh, people will tell you i do like I, i'll find an object or whatever it, it was like for some reason in kings bay it was a cell phone so every time i would get drunk i would throw like i would i would like play option with a cell phone i i lost like i broke like five cell phones when they were just doing flip phones <laughs> or whatever the case That's is good. And we were up on like the tenth or twelfth uh, floor of a hotel or whatever. And I optioned, like, I looked at one of my buddies and I was like, "Option." And I optioned a foot a cell phone right out the damn window to do. So that's that sounds just like me. Hello,
1: I you.
0: What's up? No, 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 I'm right here.
1: Oh, okay. I thought I lost you. Nah, All you're right?
0: good. Continue on, please, sir. Oh
1: yeah. So uh, yeah. So. I think you might have been throwing the football back and forth through the crowd like guys were, were catching it, but I remember you hit this, like, nine. She was at least a Gleason nine, and uh, she, you guys started into – it. somehow it started into – I think you roped her in from that. Uh, you want me telling this story?
0: No, go ahead. Do it. That's, that's Just go. Do it.
1: You were, you were single.
0: That sounds fine. No, I was and, single, uh, but but I've told this story, but I don't know the other end. Like I've already said, I've already told the story, and I, I'll fill in the gaps on the other half of the end just to clarify and go through. But um, yeah, right. I've told yeah, this story already. I just don't know the the ins and outs of whatever. You've already filled in like eighty percent of the stuff. So continue on, sir. Yeah. All right.
1: Well, because you're gonna have to you're gonna have to do the whole casino scene yourself. Yep. <laughs> we'll get to that. But I was let's just say I was not there so oh my god I can remember this this is crazy ah so um yeah so you you take it we we go in the club and uh you're dancing with her and I mean, I was you know I was keeping keeping good and just watching and just dancing I remember the um uh, the cupid shuffle it was very funny watching you do that with her and like doing these, uh, doing, doing these dances. And, um, me and, uh, Lance are, are just drinking. It was Lance was not the type to like, he he's, yeah, he's <laughs> I not- couldn't imagine dancing, like, forget that. And to talk to girls, um, you know, I don't, I don't see that being his strong suit either. So it was, but it was good because, you know, I had someone to talk to cause you were definitely, uh, you were definitely engaged. and. You know, I want to say that I started like you started, you started, I started making out or whatever, and uh, on the dance floor too. Like, I mean, you guys kind of in the club.
0: Yep, it happens. And,
1: uh, yeah, and it was it was like, man, this he's hitting the home run. This son of a bitch, because she was hot. Like, she was real hot. I mean, dark hair, like great body. She was wearing, I think she was wearing her team's uh, shirt, you know, like a little jersey, like, and then t- real tight pants, you know, like super sexy. Uh, like tan. like, um, She just, I mean, she was a knockout. She may have been in tan, because she was stacked up top, too. And uh, anyways, so you, I'm like, I just remember being like, this son of a bitch. <laughs> you know I mean, I'm like super jealous. So me and Lance, are like you're like um we're I'm leaving and I'm like yeah fuck, f yeah I would leave too you know like good I'm like awesome like you know like uh, that's cool because you you're leaving with her I'm like fan freaking fantastic well I was like when you're done you know hit us up we're still out partying you know so then me and Lance just kind of walked around for a little while we, we went down you know we're on we're on bourbon you're doing what you do on bourbon, you know, walking past the topless girl on the bull riding place, going down, getting grenades, the fish bowls, the whole nine yards. We were doing it up. And, um, yeah. So then we head back and we think we're going to find you there. I mean, this is, this is, I mean, it had to have been at least two o'clock somewhere right there. Um, at least 2 o'clock, and maybe 3, and so we get back there, and we're, we get back to the hotel, and in the lobby is this, this, the girl you, like, this, this, like, she's in the lobby, and she is, like, passed out at a table, like, me and Lance look at each other, we're like, what, like, what is going on, like, why is she here, like, what is, like, what in the world is going on, like, why is this girl in the lobby of our hotel like <laughs> you know like i just i mean i can't explain to you how how just weird that was or how we were just stumped as, oh it got
0: it got weird so continue please
1: <laughs> it, got, it got weird well we didn't know that so we're like uh we're like so we don't know that anything's happened between the two of you so we're just like oh come on like you know we, we're like get her up and she's like, Ugh. you know, she's all she's all jacked up, and we're like, you know, come on, you okay? Like, we'll take you, we'll take you up to, you know, our hotel room and this spot. Cause so, you know, she's lucky it was me and Lance. I mean, yep. let's just put it that way, cause she was in no shape to to do anything. And so we, we take her upstairs into the elevator, and we expect to see you in the room, and uh, there there was no set in the room, <laughs> and then you were not there. And we're like, what the, you know, what in the world? Like, where is he? And you're, you're, uh, you know, we're calling you and calling you and calling you. And unbeknownst to us, you know, you as a jackass, your phone is dead. So we're just leaving messages. You're not answering. We're like, Seth, what is up with this girl? Like, why is she here? Like, we brought her up to the room. Like, what is going on? And we just, I mean, we have no idea. And then. Um, so, you know, we're done, like, we're, like, the party's over, you know what I mean? So, uh, I think what we did, I can't remember, I think she slept, she either slept with me or Lance, like, didn't sleep with us, like, in that sense. Like, yeah, I got was, you. I mean, yeah, like, we, she, I mean, if, if we would have done anything with her, it would have been taken advantage of her, Yeah. so, and, and I was married, and, and, you know, so we, we were gentlemen. And uh, you know, so she she slept in one of the beds, and uh, I don't know if it's important. It's not important this story. Anyway, so um, it was like seven o'clock, seven o'clock in the morning, something like that. Seven, eight. I I don't know. I got I got a little bit of sleep, and you know, I hear the door open, and like you you come in. I want to. I swear we were up, but I have no idea why we would be. I guess because we had to leave the next
0: day. Yeah, because we, so we had to had drive. To, uh, to yeah, to we is. had to drive down. We had to check out of the hotel and drive down. But when I came in the room, right. you guys were all asleep. And when I saw Lance, you and this girl, like I was like, "What the fuck? <laughs> why is she in here?" <laughs> yeah. So yeah, well,
1: because I mean, you had you had dropped you had dumped her off. You know, or, we didn't know, but like, so I mean, I remember you coming in. And then you had you had this, you were like yeah, just like that. They're like, what the fuck is she doing? we are like, dude, what's the matter? Like, why are you upset? Like, she was, we found her passed out in the lobby. He's like, you're like, cause I kicked her out of here. I kicked her the hell out of here. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, what happened? Like, you didn't score. Like, she. He's like, no, I got her here. You're like, no, I don't know. Why I keep saying he. And like, I got her here, and she started being weird, and like. She started like, you know, we would go, we would get, you know, a little bit and start going and she'd be like, no, no, and, and back you off. And so you would back off and then she would start up again and like, you know, it would start and then she stopped it and stopped. And then she started talking about her fucking husband, like, and that wasn't even the like, and just like, you know, she blue balled you bad, like real bad and not only that but i can't remember what she did with you something bad enough where you were like get the fuck out like you i mean so, i think you so what i remember
0: up. so what i remember yeah uh, what i remember is that the fl- like uh, obviously all the red flags were there but what i think what i recall that triggered it is that she went into the bathroom and she got on a phone and started calling somebody and was like i don't know where i'm at i don't know this i don't know that whatever so i was like okay and she might have said something to where like i don't like she was going to bring people over to come get me like and beat me up or whatever i don't know like i don't know because it, it was just an amalgam of things that made it weird because when we separated yeah. from you guys we went to what she said was her hotel room but she couldn't find her oh, hotel room
1: i forgot about that yeah yeah <laughs> tell so, that part
0: yeah That's so amazing. so we went back to her hotel room and she literally knocked on like almost every door on that floor and like a couple of people <laughs> answered, and they were just looking at us like we were crazy. So that was like red flag number one. And but then we wasn't go. wasn't she like kicking at
1: the doors too? She wasn't even like, she wasn't even like just gently knocking like dun 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 dun. She was like bub, bub, bub.
0: Yeah yeah yeah. She was doing that weird stuff. And then there was only one group of people, so she couldn't she couldn't find a room. So we're like, hey, let's go back to my room. Great. So we go back to my room and like you said it just wasn't like it just wasn't happening like wasn't going on and then she decided to get up and go to the bathroom she got on the phone and then she started saying some like weird stuff on the phone so i'm like you gotta go she's like i don't want to go it's like you have to leave oh
1: yeah 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 yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah, you have to leave like you're not staying here because like you just you need to go back to your friends you need to go back to your husband you like whoever you called you need to go back to them and she wouldn't go, so I literally picked her up and took her purse it and did. I and set her outside the the door. And then like she, I guess I noticed that she left. And you then I got you,
1: you may have cut the
0: purse. Yeah, probably. Like, it,
1: I, it, like threw it out the door. Yeah, who knows? But
0: so I picked her up and then uh, yeah, set her outside, closed the door, and I got dressed and I and I, d- I did that same look outside the window that we had made at the. When we came into the room, I looked out and there was the casino again. I was like, "You know what? Fuck this. I'm going to the casino." So I got dressed and then I looked outside and she wasn't there anymore. And then I walked out and then I didn't. See, I did not notice her or see her in the lobby. Um, or if I did, I just kept. I don't know. I don't recall. Like, uh, so I walked out to the casino. We
1: were, we drinking quite
0: a bit. Yeah, we we were definitely drunk. And then uh, went out to the casino and then made nine hundred bucks, seven hundred bucks, whatever it was being the being the drunk asshole so
1: and yeah, well, what was funny about that though is that like you had told me uh you had told me you were just on fire at the casino man like obviously if you won that much money but before you told us anything like we made sure we got her out because I, mean, I would clearly remember like we were we were shocked that what happened and we now we understood why you had Gotten like why you were like what the fuck is she doing here? Yeah, because I thought I was, she left. Yeah, well she did, <laughs> and we brought her back. And so you know we were like you you know you really got to go like you need to get out of here like and and quickly because you know what we don't need we don't need that kind of trouble. You know we took care of you overnight. You know like we gave you a place to sleep. You were safe. Now you need to go. Gets to step in. So then. Once she was gone, then you just started pulling money out of your pockets and throwing it on the bed. And we're like, what? What the? Where the- <laughs> And did you get that money? Like, where the hell did you get that money? You're like making it rain before it was like a thing. You know what I mean? And uh, we're like, oh, my God. And you threw all this cash on the bed, and you had this big shit-eating grin on your face, man. <laughs> and we're like, where were you? You're like, oh, just at the casino. I, mean, I, was, I remember being so jealous. I was like, you having all that cash. And I was like, oh, I hope he shares some of that. (laughs) (laughs) Of course he didn't.
0: Of course not. You
1: know, and then, uh, yeah. So then I remember we were, I was in, I had my car and then you, Lance had his pickup truck. And I feel bad for you that you had to listen to Lance's music, like from from, uh, New Orleans to Texas. Cause God, like, like I would ride with him. I think I was gonna tell this earlier. Like, I would ride with him um, when we when I got that. Oh, Cause he he came back late. No, I, I don't know when that. I, I would ride to, with him to work, and he stayed with me at the place. Uh, and I got it. Did I get that place when you were still there?
0: Which one? The, Where?
1: Um, the, the it was like a it was like a condo that I got on, and I finally got out of the housing. And I got a condo down on uh, Perdido Key. No, and, I mean this place. This place was beautiful, dude. Like, I worked. <laughs> I, I I worked at getting the um, the maid to. I'm like, look, I'll give you a hundred bucks, and if you can find a way to get me uh, like a ticket or a, a, a non availability thing. And she was like, All right. She's like, I'm gonna ask my friend at the front desk. And so she she was like, Yeah, she'll do it. Um need another hundred bucks. I'm like, No. Jesus
0: uh, Christ.
1: Cause we're, cause we're, it was unfair, man. We're making five dollars in, in 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 uh in um Per diem. Per diem. And if, you know, we can't eat at, at the on base. We couldn't like remember that? We, yeah, we no, there's no defect. There, it, there's it, no eating at the defect. It, it's always
0: firehouse subs or whatever it was out around the base. So.
1: Yeah. And there was there was and there was no restaurant but the bowling alley on, on uh, you know, on our on our base and I'm spending gas money and I'm paying I was losing money to be there. And it was bull crap. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching I'm watching Chris and watching Robert and I'm watching these guys actually making money while we're there and actually being able to pay for eating out and, and all the stuff that we, that we had to do. And I, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't afford it. I literally <laughs> couldn't afford it. And, uh, and, and, and then I, you know, start gaining weight because all I'm eating is crap because the room that we had, if you remember, only had a microwave. Yeah. So I'm like, no, nope, no problem. I'll get a George Foreman grill, and then I get a note on my door the next day after the the maid came in, like, oh, this is a fire hazard. You can't have this. I'm like, what? You know, what the – anyway, so – I, the point of the story is I had to ride with work to him. And it was probably 15, 20 minutes. And when it was his day on the radio, I wanted to tear my like eyes out of, and like rip my ears off. So Dude, you could
0: blast off. white noise in my face or you could, I could ride with Jim Carrey and the other guy from Dumb and Dumber um, for eight mm-hmm. hours. If, if you're going to do me the courtesy of giving me a ride from New Orleans to, uh, what was it? San Angelo? It's like. Bro, like whatever, yeah. it doesn't matter. It was it was pretty chill too, but he, uh, I think we stopped in San Antonio and then he continued on or whatever because I had family in San Antonio. And he did not uh, want to, like, he slept in his truck or some weird stuff like that. Like, he did not want to sleep in a, or get a hotel room or do whatever. So, I don't know.
1: Yeah, he didn't have a lot of cash. But what's crazy about that is he drove you there, but he came, I know he came back because he stayed in the condo with me. He he had a room because this place this, this place was so nice, dude. It was right around Perdido Key. It was on the twelfth floor, overlooking the ocean, and it had uh, three bedrooms. And um, so eventually, um, Lance moved in, and he was in the back bedroom. And I had this bedroom. It was like a king size bed and a window, of, like open sliding glass doors that opened onto a, a porch that looked o- right over the ocean. You walk in the bathroom. And the bathroom had this like um uh, pan- this picture window that looked out over the ocean, and the shower had clear glass, you know, so you were like taking a shower looking out at the ocean like i mean it was it was bad to the bone, but uh yeah, so that that's and then we went to a waffle house, <laughs> and I remember <laughs> too, too sick to eat, and we went in t- to the parishes, and you guys were like, you guys were like uh." Yeah, it's cool to go in. Like we'll go in Paris. I was like, oh okay. But I heard of, uh, You know, I don't know. So, um, and then we we parted ways. But yeah, man. Like I don't know. You were, you had you had some casino stories and uh it was crazy. That was a crazy night, man.
0: Yeah, it was definitely it was definitely weird, man. It was it was one of the weirder nights. Did in whatever. But I don't know. Why I I don't know why Lance came back or did whatever I thought he went to sea uh, school with me over in San Angelo, but apparently not. Apparently he drove to San Antonio for some reason. He's a he's a, he's a good dude, man. He's a salty earth kind of guy. Like he's pretty, he's rock family. solid. So
1: he had family. I mean, I'm pretty sure he had family in San Antonio. I know he had. I know he had connections to Texas, and huh? because I think he had i think he was having a rough time i think he was i don't know Yep. i i don't know why he was going to texas but i guarantee you he came back and stayed with me because if you don't remember me getting that um that condo that then it, it couldn't have like he had to have come back you No, know, i wasn't there so
0: i wasn't there yeah. like i when i left pensacola i was gone and then i went to hawaii after that right, and you went to the wasp so that's where oh, we parted ways. and then we came back to we we met each other again uh in mead uh and then so I'll, I'll i'll come back to that but first uh sports interjection interjection uh, you're a pittsburgh steelers fan what is going on with Le'Veon Bell and ab like your team is falling apart like what's going on with that
1: i don't know man it's uh it's not fun i mean losing two of those guys like you know, losing one of them is bad enough, and then, but to lose two, I mean, and two different, two different things. Um, and I don't think Bell so much had a problem with Ben, but I, I've always kind of, I've had kind of a, you know, I, I've never, I've never loved Ben. Um, I, I, you know, he had the, he had the trouble, you know, early in his career with the, with the girl and the, and the um, bike. Oh. You know, with him crashing his bike and missing a couple games. And then it was uh, – I mean, I, you know, I kind of see his side of the story as being, you know, pretty plausible. But nonetheless, like, you know, he made it hard because I remember, you know, talking to Ravens fans and would be like, oh, your quarterback's a racist or uh, a rapist. And I'd be like, your middle linebacker killed somebody and paid <laughs> to get away with it, you know.
0: But He's it, in it, the Hall of Fame like, too, isn't he, Ray Lewis? He yeah.
1: is. I'm pretty sure he's in yeah. if he's if he's um yeah I'm pretty sure he went in like the last couple of years because he you know Ed Reed and Troy Polamalu played a couple years after him and they're they're going to be up Troy's up and I think Ed Reed is up you know this year and next year I don't know but yeah with and so I I've never been a fan of him and I you know he calls people out and I don't I don't know if that's to motivate them or to be an kind of a an arrogant jerk. And so he kind of comes across as an arrogant jerk, and I know he's a piss poor tipper, so that's always been. <laughs> cause when I, well, when I worked at the Grand, uh, when I worked at Monterey Bay in Pittsburgh, it's a very nice upscale restaurant in Pittsburgh, like four four diamonds. Um, and he would come in, and you know, the one time he brought his whole family in, and they sat up, and you know, the table, and I remember the waiter telling me that can you believe that this is what he tipped me? And he would sit down. We had, They had a bar downstairs that was kind of hidden, and him and Heath Miller would come in, and they would be downstairs, and he would never leave big tips. So there was a lot of reasons. I mean, he won us two Super Bowls and, you know, took us to three. So, I mean, obviously I have that for him, but to warm and cuddly feelings, no. Not like I feel for Hines Ward or Troy Polamalu, And James Harrison's another guy like that, well, yeah, I'll cheer for him to make that sack, but as a person, I really don't like you, you know? Yeah. And so I think that has a little bit to do with A.B. And, I, you know, I think – so, I mean, the guy was – the guy's clearly lost his mind. He's clearly, clearly so wrapped up in himself, it's ridiculous. Like, he believes his own hype. He's a hell of a player, and I've watched him for years and seen him make some amazing catches and do some outstanding things. But he's also – clinically insane like i don't know if they know you know this how much outside of pittsburgh but you know even he had this um thing over the summer where he was like throwing furniture off of the balcony of this hotel and people were suing him because they almost got hit with it and he trashed it like punching holes in the wall and throwing stuff at the wall and then like you know him walking out on the last game like him you know he walked out on practice and then just Decided he wasn't going to practice or whatever and didn't talk to anybody he then showed up on game day. And when Tomlin was like, oh, oh, bump your brakes, you're not playing. He was like, you know, whatever. And then he left. And that was a game that we needed against Cincinnati. You know, it was like they needed to win that game because they blew it and lost to Oakland and Denver in like back-to-back weeks. Like, oh, my God. And so, you know, and then then this stuff after I, I was mad at him for in the playoffs. Um, was it two years ago doing the Facebook live thing?
0: Oh, and yeah, Collins yeah,
1: in the background like doing a, a, a speech about how they're going to like to beat New England, like a pump up speech where he's talking about, you know, he's talking shit on. Them. And Antonio Brown's just like Facebook live in it. And New England saw it, and they came out and they kicked their ass. Mm-hmm. And they might have kicked their ass <laughs> anyway. But sorry. Uh, anyway, the, to the point is I think he's clinically insane. I think he doesn't want to work with Ben. But, you know, I don't understand why. Because, dude, a lot of the interceptions that Roethlisberger threw were him forcing the ball to Antonio Brown because he never it was never enough for him, no matter how many times they threw at him. And whoever gets him, and the problem is with him, is that he has destroyed his stock Like because he has become such a, like a head case. You know basically and we were we could have got for him if he would have just shut his mouth and, and left it would have been incredibly more than they're gonna end up getting I say we <laughs> the you know incredibly more than what we're gonna end up getting for him. yeah they're I mean, gonna Le'Veon get Bell, go ahead.
0: they're gonna get nothing for Le'Veon cuz he's they're not gonna they said they're not gonna tag him or do anything with him. so mm-hmm. he's gone too so you lost your you lost two all-pro guys in the span of a year cuz just weird stuff so
1: I mean, Le'Veon wanted to, I mean, his problem was he just wanted, like, he wanted more money, right? And that's what it started at. he wanted more money because he was saying he was a wide receiver and a running back, and he wanted, like, wide receiver money.
0: He wanted, like, 15, he wanted. He wants 50 million in in two years. Like, he wants, like, a four-year contact with 50 million loaded in the front two years, which is way too much to pay a running back. I think Gurley gets paid or whoever gets paid 15 million, I think, is the going rate. For somebody like that?
1: The Steelers were offering not that far away. I mean, it was, I think, if I remember, there's something like, I mean, like say not that far away, it was like $2 million, but, you know, to, I mean, to me, $14 million, $15 million, I mean, it's abstract. I would love that. I mean, if someone gave me $13 million to do something, I'd be like, hell yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> but... He's not, he's, you know, he's, uh, you know, and then he then he didn't come back because he just wanted to smoke weed. I mean, that's what it turned out. And did you, I, I never heard any of it, but I've just heard it was terrible. And he so he released a rap album. No. And, yeah, he released a rap album while he was sitting out, and he wants to be, like, a rapper and, like, all this stuff. It. And it was probably as bad as Shaquille O'Neal's. <laughs> from here. you remember when Shaq put out a yeah, rap but, out?
0: No thank you. I did not listen to that or anything, but yeah. Most uh most players want to try to do uh, something. Some of them are smart and want they want to do something out, but it's always in, in the entertainment realm. None of them can be like most like they'll go to car salesman or whatever, but most of them are shooting for that rapper, Hollywood video star, whatever. You can already tell LeBron's trying to set himself up to do that oh, in LA. So Yeah, hell yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, he's setting himself up for an acting game or something. Being He's going to be around the game for a long time. But, you know, actually, I mean, I was watching something. I was watching. You ever watch a football light? No. Okay, well, you know, they do this. It's NFL Network, and they, they do this player spotlight, and they were doing Lynn Swan and John Stallworth. So, of course, I tune in because, you know, even though I I, I take those four Super Bowls and thrown in people's faces that they won and greatest team. I didn't get to watch, you know what I mean? So I was interested and I didn't know everything about Stalworth and Swan, but Swan set himself up. One of the reasons he retired, well, first of all, they could take receivers' heads off back then. Like you should have seen, like I was watching some of the film of what they did to him. Like the Raiders just like literally this guy just like punched his head. Like, I mean, it wasn't even a play. It was like 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 his whole arm, he just. Anyway, knock him up. But Swan set himself up like that. And Swan or, and Stallworth, once he left the game and he played a lot longer than Swan, Swan set him up for broadcasting. And he was in you know, he was a sideline reporter for A B C and I think they said for thirty years and you know, he did all this stuff, right, And stayed in entertainment, just like you're saying. But Stallworth went on to do this start this company and it made like parts for like the space shuttle and stuff like that because he's from Huntsville and they they assemble the space shuttle like the rockets and stuff there. And he made this company and now he's probably he's made a hell of a lot more money, you know, making a you know doing that. But these guys now, you know, these guys now don't want to do anything like that. You know what I mean? Or most of them. But what I mean, so. You know that's what i'm saying it's like uh, a different mindset but you know now it's right once everyone wants to be a rap star or whatever
0: yeah it's just weird um, so i just thought i would get your take as being the pittsburgh fan that you are with you uh your team doing that and then cleveland is look looks like they're on the up and up uh so your division it looks like it's going to be cleveland next year
1: yeah well i doubt that i mean i i'm interested to see what um it's Lamar Jackson. What what his deals? Gonna he's going to be. be
0: Garbo. He's going to be no good. They you already uh, saw that he cannot. He's just like Vince Young or uh, RG three. He's not. He's not a thrower. So here's uh, here's my thought on that that thing. If you are a runner in in college, uh, you're not developing the skills you need to do to succeed in the NFL, which is you have to have lightning quick accuracy, just reading, seeing things, everything going on. You can't be developing that in the NFL because you only have a short amount of time. Or a short window to do that, right. and Lamar Jackson's not there. He's he's feet first guy, so he's he's dangerous, no doubt. But uh, he's not there with the arm or the the sight or anything. So he's got he's I mean, got a, see he's,
1: Johnny Manziel right. I mean Johnny Manziel same way.
0: Yeah, and Manziel lasted a year. So yeah. I don't think Jackson will last more than a year, and the unless he makes a market improvement over the summer, um, he looked that, horrific in that Baltimore game.
1: Oh yeah, it was bad, yeah. and you know. They, people are going to say, "Well, in the fourth quarter." I mean, the fourth quarter they were playing that you know that that same yeah, stuff. As, defense, you know, yeah, prevent defense, yeah. Prevent and you know, and they saw, and no wonder he finally played well because they were playing off the receivers and they were giving them. Uh, but they're pushing all their chips at I me. Mean, you saw they traded Blacko to Denver. Yep. So
0: oh no, he's know, the guy. I mean, he's the guy, no doubt. But they're the, the Ravens are not going to be a factor next year because they're going to be like four and twelve because. Lamar Jackson, they're they're going to be a one-dimensional team. They're going to have to run it 80% of the time. Defenses can stack, man up, and Lamar is not going to be able to get the ball there except for floaters in the corner, and he'll be what 30% 50% for that. He's not going to be yeah. he's not going to be a threat uh, via the air. So Baltimore is going to become a one-dimensional offense, and they're going to get torn up. Uh, you guys, uh, Pittsburgh always develops their team and always does does good things, but you guys are still going to be funny. I think the I think I mean, the knock on you guys is that you're old and that you're losing you have lock, like you have locker room dysfunction. And then yeah. Cincinnati just did coach turnover, they're going to be terrible. So it looks like it's going to be yes, Cleveland, best. man. Yes. Cleveland is a is yeah, my Baker dark horse.
1: Mayfield's the real deal, man. I mean, Baker Mayfield, I was really not happy to see, you know, him drafted in in our division because I'll probably have to deal with him the next 20 years, you know. At least it looks like it that way. I mean, uh, so when you get a quarterback and you, you hit and Cleveland hasn't hit on a bunch of, I don't know. I mean, we've, and we've slaughtered Cleveland. I mean, it's been so lopsided and it's, you know, for people that don't know, I mean, it's kind of a, it's kind of a big rivalry. And it's, now it's, it's been a joke and people don't even remember that it's a rivalry. I mean, Pittsburgh and Cleveland aren't very far away. So, I mean, they're close to, I mean, Baltimore is not like Baltimore is very far away, but, uh, you know, it's, you know they got a hell of a team, and they should after all the picks that they've had. I mean, they did a good, finally did a good job with their picks this year. Yeah. And, so.
0: Uh,
1: yeah, so I mean, as yeah, that's that's kind of what I what I feel I feel like Juju Smith Schuster is going to be a number one guy. Will he be a B? I mean, probably not. Um, they they've drafted some wide receivers, and uh, I think John Collins, John Connor, yeah, a,
0: Connor. Get, to the chopper.
1: Yeah. <laughs> get to the chopper yeah I keep on the especially when he was at Pitt I kept John Connor is a hell of a player oh, man James <laughs> James Connor yeah I think he's he's, he's not lay me on battle but he's he's pretty he's pretty good if they can if they got a good line and I don't know man like they just better draft on defense they better get if they can get a middle linebacker that's worth a damn, and a corner, especially a cover corner, uh, they're going to be fine. Offensively, they're going to be fine. Yep. His defense is just miserable. Mm. I mean, you guys did—you guys did better than you know. You guys were almost dead, and then won how many games in a row?
0: Uh, Ten like, in a row, maybe? but it was against garbage. Like we had the weakest—we had like a college schedule when we played. So <laughs> I, I knew what we were. I. I knew what we were. I knew we weren't going to do anything, and then the Colts beat us week fourteen. So I was like, ah. Uh, and then when they beat it, like I knew they were going to beat us in the in the i if, i if I would have put money on it, I would have put money on Indianapolis beating us in that uh, wild card matchup because it just wasn't. Uh, we would have had a shot if we were the two or the one seed, because then that would have given us hope. But I I, I knew who we were. Just a, we were just a paper tiger the entire year. So.
1: But what if you know? What if um, those two wide receivers receivers would have done well? I mean, didn't you get Des Bryant or something? And he got hurt like instantly. Or was that New Orleans? That was Dez New Orleans. Bryant. I thought you. Well, you got what was it Fuller that was supposed to? He was yeah, Fuller got right hurt.
0: We it. had yeah Fuller got hurt. We had Hopkins. Hopkins was killing it the entire year. Um, but just I don't know, man. We just don't have it. We're just missing it. Uh, Deshaun Watson does good, but he's just he's like. A, He's kinda of there, he's like Dak Prescott. He does enough to get you there, but you need you need something else. He's not gonna carry you uh to a point. You need you need some other guy. So he's got well, he's got uh who is it? He's got Hopkins, but we need somebody. Like we got Matthew, we got a bunch of star named guys, just just can't put it together for some reason. Yeah,
1: it's pretty good defense too.
0: Yeah. Except we just lost Clowney, JJ Watts over his prime, all that other fun stuff. So
1: Well, yeah, we're Clowney, though.
0: Clowney is free agent, so he hasn't gone uh, anywhere. But
1: you're not expecting to. to yeah, it'd be tough. It'd be
0: tough to sign him back. And why would he go to Houston? But he he's a guy that has uh, all the talent in the world, but he takes plays off all the time. So mm-hmm. I'd rather have Miles Garrett mm-hmm. or Von Miller. giggle
1: them. <laughs> Von Miller would be. Yeah. would be amazing.
0: Uh, so yeah, we met back and meet again. We came back, and I was a. Chef, and you were a second class, which to my surprise and shock and detriment, and then uh, you got out the navy shortly thereafter. Um, so yeah. that's—I mean—that's kind of the 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 thing. I know. Uh, I just—I just wanted to ask how you're doing, man. How's everything going?
1: I'm doing alright, man. So yeah, I mean, this is the part. I mean, so my my exit from the navy was messy, and it wasn't fun. It was, in fact, probably. One of the most horrifying experiences of my life, and uh, I was kind of spinning out of control. Um, like I'm doing, I'm doing a lot better now, but uh, you know, really, I, it sucks. And I didn't really know it, but uh, you know, I had, um, I had uh, undiagnosed bipolar, and uh, it started. I mean, with bipolar, it starts to really like explode in your late 20s early 30s and that's kind of when things started going off the rail not my late 20s but in my early 30s and um I was just living in this world of like cyclical you know I mean it would be I'd be manic and I'd be taking on the world and I'd I'd try to like do all this stuff and all these projects and I'd get like you know I I wouldn't be able to, to calm down um and you know unless I drank and then that would that would stop it I had you know sleeping problems um but when I was manic you know I'd be up and and trying to do all this stuff and go into the mail and wouldn't be able to stop until and I'd look and be like 10:30 or something like that and I had to you know get up the next day and I knew I wouldn't sleep well so you know I did some self-medicating and um then I'd you know I'd hit these depressions and I'd be in them, you know, they started, you know, it'd be started like a couple of days and then they would go, they'd started getting worse and worse. And I'd be in like, they started by the, by 16, by 2016, 2017. I mean, they would be weeks. And when you're in something like that, it's, um, it's, it's hard to explain. It's not just you feel bad. I mean, you do, and not all the time but you feel bad and this energy is zapped from you and like those feelings wash over you. Like, you know, in a reasonable fashion, you don't want to kill yourself, but I would have these, these things wash over me of these feelings of like, I don't want to exist. Like I want, you know, I want to die, but I didn't really want to die. Like I had, my, I had my kids, you know, and, you know, I had my wife at the time and, you know, I would, you know, I, but it would just be so strong and uh, it would just, uh, it would just, put me in terrible places, and I would feel, um, and then I have, would always have this, um, it's hard to explain as well, but it's these, these fears and this panic, I mean, panic inside and fear and this anxiety ball, and it would just crush my chest, and I'd feel this weight, and I, you know, I would do anything to stop that, I mean, that was one of the big things, I kept telling people, I kept telling the doctors and stuff like that, like, look, like what you're giving me isn't helping me. Like I need you to stop this. I need help. And of course they, you know, they sucked. And uh, so, but in the depressive state, everything becomes a chore. Like, you know, just you know, getting a shower or something. Like you would, you, your mind just goes and puts like 37 steps. You see every step. Like okay, I gotta get up. I gotta go upstairs. I gotta take my clothes off. I gotta turn the water on. I gotta get the. I gotta find the temperature. Is it gonna be cold? Like, am I gonna be cold in there? Like, should I? You know. Um, you know. Then I gotta pick out clothes. I have to wash them. I gotta do my like everything. Would everything, like when you're when you're down like that, everything seems so difficult, and you become weak. Like, you you become weak in the sense that like when you when you're trying to face things, like it just it fills you with like i i got re- i got really scared like, i would get scared about things and couldn't go through with doing kind of simple things and you know when you're
0: when you're manning
1: shit it doesn't like you're not scared of anything really, right but i mean there was a lot of self-medication in, in that that time and i you know i was spinning i couldn't i kept telling the doctors like i need help and they kept giving me, like, antidepressants and anti-anxiety and, and medicine for sleep. But I found out later that those stuff, when you take that and then when the doses that they were giving me, it actually increases the, the what happens with uh, bipolar. It, it really, it, especially the depression side, it really kicks it up. So I'm like, God damn it. So, you know, the… Um,
0: are you off that shit then, now? Are you off those things uh, now or are you still on them?
1: You no, know, I'm, I'm I finally, so when I got to the VA in Pittsburgh, after I got out, um, I got on, so this doctor has saved my life, man, Dr. Doherty, and uh, he started, you know, I would, he, and he's a psychiatrist, so he, he's the one that prescribes medicine, not the one that really listens to you talk, but when I was explaining things, he's like, you know, that doesn't sound like, you know, dep- like, that sounds like you might be on the bipolar spectrum. It's like, do you, you know, we'll talk again. Like, do you want to start being treated for bipolar? And I was like, yeah. And I, one of the things, Seth, and you know this, like with our job, well, your job now, but you're, you're under a lot, like a lot of things can't be wrong with you. And one of the things that scared me too was if you're, like, I didn't know I was bipolar, but if you're bipolar, or if you have mental issues, um, not not generalized anxiety or depression or anything, but stronger medical issues with your, you know, mentally, and you lose your clearance and you lose your job and you get kicked out of the Navy. Mm-hmm. And that was a big fear of mine and um, of Valerie's and like like my family. And uh, so maybe I didn't answer those questions quite like I should have, but now I wish I would have. And he started treating me. Um, I had some problems with these medications at first. Man, like they would, uh, I kept passing out. Like, I, I mean, not like I wouldn't just. I mean, I was, I'd be sitting there like watching a game. I remember one you time. You didn't look good. I'm
0: like, I, I, I'd know, noticed you a couple times and we'd come over and help her paint, or me and the wife would come over and see you or do whatever, and you, you didn't look good.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, if, yeah, I didn't look good. There was one time I remember when you guys came over for a birthday party, but I was kind of, I was kind of up for that. It was Sienna's birthday party and we had a good time that day. But other times, yeah. I mean, other times it would just be everything. Like I would be forcing myself through these, these down cycles. and Unfortunately, a lot of that time was, you know, the only medicine I knew to help me was alcohol. And uh, so the, like, I mean, that's what you, like you said, I was, I was trying to put a mask on it, man. I was trying, I was trying to keep up with my job and uh, you know and, and do all these things, but inside and, and at home, I'm just struggling to I'm struggling with life. and like this new stuff, they put me on uh, like I first got on it, I was like passing out, like I was, couldn't stop falling asleep. And then, all this stuff. and then this other stuff made me, I was, I was, had gotten down to like 170. I was super happy about it. And then they put me on this other stuff and I gained like 30 pounds in a month, but I finally got this combo that's with me now. And it's been like, I mean, I can't even describe the difference since January. Like it's, it's unbelievable. I, you know, my, my mood, like my mood is, is so much better i handling things so much better like those that fear ball I talked about the thing I would do anything to stop those feelings yep like that's gone and you know so I mean I just I just hope that people like I don't mean it's not something like I'm I'm embarrassed to talk about or anything because I think that people should talk about it um, because there's a lot of and me included in the past like you know, you're scared, and you're scared of what people are going to think, and you don't want to have something like that wrong with you. And the problem with something like that being wrong with you, it's kind of like, I mean, it's kind of like addiction, or it's kind of, but kind of like cancer. You know, like, but cancer people like, you know, they can't see it, but they, they're very, they're very sympathetic to it for, for lack of a better term. They, you know, people can't, oh my god, you I can't. I mean, and it is life, and it is life threatening. But I think addiction and, and and mental illness is just as life-threatening. Maybe not just as. I shouldn't say that. I don't want to minimize cancer. What I'm saying is they're life-threatening things that, you know, but you people can't see them or they don't understand them. And then that gives people, like, false perceptions of it. Because I thought bipolar people were, like, you know, crazy people, you know? I thought that were like, super you know, you know, through the wall, like through the ceiling, you know, high and super crazy. I thought it was crazy. I thought bipolar people were crazy. And it's not like that. And then there's a whole spectrum. And you don't have to be like, you don't have to be so, um, you know, high on it. And a lot of people I feel like I think there's a lot of people out there that are scared of that label or scared to talk about it and don't want to talk about it. But I feel like my life has been saved. I feel like I have my, well, I have a lot of work to do to get my life back, but I feel like I got a shot now. And it feels so good to not be under this, uh, so so much a slave on my brain chemistry. And it's like, it's just, a, I mean, I'm in a different world. I feel like, it's funny, but I feel like I'm in what normal people What normal people feel like. Like, I don't get, you know, super low, super high. Like, and I've had to deal with that because I I did so much of my accomplishment or stuff while I was manic. And then when I was depressed, I didn't do anything, which is why I couldn't accomplish anything in life. And now I've had to learn how to, I'm learning how to deal with not being manic. So, I mean, in the long and short, man, I hope I didn't, you know, go too much, but.
0: No, dude, you know, I, 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 the, you know, I, the kind of why I started the podcast was I was sitting, I would be bebopping around Germany and I would just be like, what is going on? And I had no way to express or no way to talk about or do whatever. So I don't, and like you said, you hit on a bunch of the points where uh, I don't, I know what you're saying by, it's not a respected illness, especially for men, apparently, because you're like, fucking tough it up, get it done, fucking right? figure it out. Right, that, and that's that's how I operate when it comes to this mental spectrum or whatever. So I don't, I'm not very well spoken on it or do whatever, but I can tell you that my attitude toward it is, is fucking fix yourself, like get right and be a be a professional, is basically it. And so you got to find a way to figure it out. Some people can't do that. Some people have issues to where. It's a it's a chemical imbalance, and you're just not right in the world. You need you need pills or medicine or whatever to get you fixed mm-hmm. right. Um, some people go running. I started a fucking podcast. Like it is what it is to figure out the what is bothering you and what's going on uh, to do whatever. But uh, like I'm not uh, I'm not well spoken on the mental uh, problem, and you're right. I'm one of those people that doesn't get it when it comes to that sort of stuff. Um, when it comes it's, to what's up. It's
1: not it's not. No, it's, I mean it's not easy to understand. It's like, well, why can't you just do this?
0: Yeah, well, why exactly. Why don't
1: you just do that? And they're like, why don't you find something to do? It's not that simple. Like you saw me. I mean, I played golf. I went to the gym. You know, I had my family. Like, I, I had a beautiful house. I mean, that house was, you know, a half a million dollar house. And we were, you know, I had, I had everything that I can possibly ask for. I mean, at one point, I mean, I was in an e6, and you know, I, I mean, it's, it's not, it's. It's not as simple as, I mean, you don't think, I mean, seriously, you don't, you think I wanted to live that way? I mean, I didn't, I thought I was desperately trying to figure out a way. Like I tried meditation. I tried yoga. Like I tried reading, I tried different, po- like different positive thoughts and it kept not working. It kept going back to the same thing. And it, it was just, it just doesn't happen for certain people. Yeah. Like I've been, and I, but it helps. Like, you know, I've been going to the gym every day since, um, you know since uh, the middle of january and it's part of my you know what i do now as part of getting my endorphins going as part of you know keeping myself healthy and you know but you, i couldn't i couldn't work in the gym my way out of it i mean you saw you kind of saw two different sides of me I and mean, you saw me in Pensacola and how i was and then you saw me in mead and how i was and it was just three years you know yeah. I mean, three years of spiraling, you know. And my sperm, like, my well, I don't want to call him dad. My just uh, JD, you know. I mean, the one time <laughs> I talked to him, he he had the same he had the same attitude either. I said, you know, I was like. I guess,
0: but being basically quit being a pussy. And I'm like, uh, you know, good I advice, thought? Dad. Ah, <laughs> uh, we should make out now. I'm kidding. Yeah, right. All right, all brother. right, brother. That uh, I don't mind. That's that is the length of the whatever. I think we're over an hour, so that's good. Definitely, we should do a round two. Uh, uh you sound a lot better. You sound great. Uh, yeah, buddy, I'm doing go- really good. Yeah, really good. Good. Um, so. Keep keep chugging along, brother, and thank you for doing this. But definitely would love to invite you for round two.
1: Yeah, yeah no worries, man. I, I enjoyed it. Didn't seem like that long, so it it went pretty. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it.
0: I enjoyed it too. You filled in some gaps on New Orleans. We talked sports, and then uh, uh, yeah, I got into a little bit of a serious discussion at the end. Yeah, so
1: I, mean, I wanted to get that out there, Seth. I mean, just you know, just to finish out. I mean, I as much as I can be an advocate for people you know, talking about it and doing something about it. And, you know, if I, I can just express, you know, to those people, um, you know, whoever hears it, you know, just get, you know, get fixed, get medicine. Like, don't be afraid of it. Like, even if you're a man, because it's not easy as a man to, to admit that you're, you know, you, you can't do something or ask for help. But, okay. like, if, if you trust me, if you can, if you're listening to this, like, my world is completely different because i finally got i finally addressed it and now i can i feel like i can face the future whereas before i didn't know if i could yes and i can i can back that up and say that you
0: need to you need to seek help or if you got a problem uh don't be afraid to uh, ask questions closed mouths don't get fed um, and whatever whatever statement else you want to make, yeah, you, you don't know what you don't know until you seek out and reach for reach out for help. Because yeah. people like that, actually that, study that. this, and this is all they do is that they they study this one particular issue, one particular illness. And you're not going to go on Wikipedia or watch a documentary and figure it all out in a day. Like they're yeah. experts that can solve this problem. So yeah,
1: I mean that was what you said. I mean what you said about reaching out. I mean, it's, I mean that's the biggest thing. You know, reach out and you know. And, and and seek help.
0: Yeah, I think and it's the, that...
1: don't think of it. Don't think of it as weakness. That that is courage. That is strength. Uh, you know, uh, uh, admitting that something is wrong or admitting that you can't do something, and seeking help is not weak. It's strength because the only way to get stronger and better and get over things is to seek, like like you said, seek that help and and really, really. It's. I just want to emphasize, and it sounds funny, because men, we particularly don't like to ask for help. I didn't. It screwed me over a lot, and uh, just, just it's strength. Just yeah. believe me on that.
0: Yeah, and it's also uh, you got to get rid of the fear of rejection, which is every, nobody wants to be rejected when you reach out for help and it doesn't pan out the way you want it to, because you're you're your number one priority. You're not you uh, you. It's probably a, a, a big stretch to say that you're somebody else's number one priority, right? So you're probably mm-hmm. going to be three or four or five in their life. That's not mean that they don't care about you or whatever. It's just that uh, don't be afraid mm-hmm. of that rejection and just, uh, I guess, own some of the problem. But also, if you need help, get it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, man. Yeah. Uh, thanks for doing this. I appreciate it once again. And I will uh, check you later.
1: All right, bro. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Enjoy
0: Germany. I will. Thank uh.